but we're helping people. And not only are we helping people change their lives and helping people be healthy, I now have an obligation to every single person that works for me and my family to continue to grow and be successful. Hey, welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful cash-based physical therapy business. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then just text CASHPT to 444-999. That's C-A-S-H-P-T to the number 444-999. And you'll get this essential checklist. Now on to the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Aaron LeBauer. And today, my special guest is Michelle Bauer from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. She is a fitness professional and um, badass business CEO. She's the owner of Next Level Fitness and I think it's Next Level Cycling Studio. She has a couple different locations. And I met Michelle about a month and a half ago when I was out uh, working with my coach Bedros at his seven-figure mastermind. And Michelle and I connected really well. She's doing a lot of amazing things. and I want to come and share her story and some of her success and how she's built her business um, with you guys. So Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Awesome. So tell us um, a little bit about, you know, what you're doing right now. Like, tell us about your businesses. Just, you know, I kind of know, but just like, tell us what are your businesses? How many, you got a couple locations and I think you recently acquired someone else. So just give us like the three or four minute background on like where you are with your business and, and what you're doing right now and what's Sure. So um, I do have three locations right now. I acquired, it's been actually just exactly a year. I acquired the third location. Um, my first location opened almost seven years ago. Wow. Um, we're seven years strong there. Yeah, it's going great. My second location opened where November was a year. So we're about 15 months into that location. Again, doing very well. Um, they're about eight miles apart, nine miles apart. And then the third location that I acquired is a cycling studio. So a little different than my other two locations. We're a little more boot camp style group fitness, um, mm -hmm. with a six week weight loss program. So it's a little different business model, but it's a nice complement to what we already do. Um, and it really helps us just kind of dominate the area. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. like how big, so Doylestown is kind of a suburb of Philly, but kind of not. Like how mm -hmm. big is it? How many people live there? Can you give us a view of where you are? Um, when I say suburbs, we're not, you know, we're not out in the country. Bucks County is a pretty, pretty affluent area. Um, a lot of neighborhoods. I'm, I'm really bad on numbers of, of how many live in the area. I don't do mm -hmm. my research as well as I should with that. Um, but um, size-wise, I mean, I, we have over 1,000 members um, with all three locations, and we're not even starting to touch what's out there. So, wow. um, yeah, we have the capability of hitting thousands more. In wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So how did you get started in fitness? Like, can you give us a little bit overview of your journey from, I don't know, was it did it start in high school, college? Were you playing? Were you an athlete? You know, how did you get from, where did this start? 
Um, no, I was not an athlete. I was a, um, you know, I played soccer here, ran track there, but no, not an athlete, I would say. Um, but I started, I had my kids very young. I have four children. I started at 21 with my kids. Mm -hmm. I was done having kids at 27. Um, always looking to stay fit, always looking to, um, at that time be skinny. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I got into fitness and one day before I had my fourth child, my, um, my instructor, my coach asked me if I would consider teaching. And I said, are you crazy? Because I was always the uncoordinated person. Like, how can I teach fitness? Right. And she's like, you can do it. I know you can. She had faith in me. Um, I went for it. She mentored me. Um, and I've been teaching, basically teaching for 23 years now. Wow. Um, yeah. Moving from gym to gym. I spent long times at gym as they closed. I moved on to another gym. You know how gyms go, um, running mm -hmm. group fitness and stuff. And I think it was about four or five years. People kept saying, you know, why don't you open your own? Why don't you open your own? And I didn't have the confidence to open my own thing, you know, um, until one year I just decided <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Um, opened seven years ago and it has just taken off since then. I mean, it started as my passion. I didn't get into it as a business to make money. I was fortunate mm -hmm. enough that my husband, you know, can pay the bills. So I didn't have to work. Um, yeah. I know that sounds kind of spoiled in a way, but I got it to go into it with passion and not driven to make money. Um, and I think my passion is what helped it grow into what it is now a right. money-making business, you know? You just eventually started your own. Like why, like what wasn't working for you teaching fitness that you said you had to start, you know, for someone else, you had to start your own business. Like what was the motivating factor? Um, in fitness, I was doing things, you know, and I think this is probably cliche and everybody says this, but I was doing things that was, was not fitting in the normal um, box of what corporations were allowing us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be running. I wanted to have tires over our head and flipping tires and doing all that. And honestly, nine, 10 years ago, that did not fit in the box. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't fitting in other people's boxes, but I had this vision of doing fitness a little different than the normal, um, corporate, corporate box, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no, uh, you're not, you're not doing machines. You're the universal, whatever machines, and you're not doing right. the traditional step aerobics and things that, you know, they send out the DVDs for and you just follow the DVD plan and you're just trying to do. Um, funny that you say step aerobics. That's where I started. So uh -huh. that's kind of cool. Um, I started as a step instructor. I still teach step to this day. So I mm -hmm. still have that group fitness part. Um, but there's an element to fitness that I, I really felt strong in that you could connect people in a class setting um, and we could have fun with fitness. And that's an element that other people saw is like, at that time, I was told it was fluffy um, and it wasn't functional. So, but to me, functional fitness is how we live, right? Like how we, how we do everyday things is, can be combined in fitness and you can actually have fun doing it. So, right. No. So what year, what year was this? The year that I opened my gym yeah. was 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and I was uh, 44 years at, old at the eight at that uh -huh. time. So awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's amazing. So what, uh, what was the bit, what was the hardest thing about getting started? I mean, there, I mean, it's like, so unlike in PT, like major, like I feel like, well, maybe it's similar. So are most personal trainers and fitness professionals usually 
um, teach somewhere else or works for someone, but I feel like there's a little bit more of an easy path or a visible path to open your own studio or taking on your own clients. So am I on base there? And yeah, I would say, um, I had confidence because of my following. We opened our doors with 135 members that Mm -hmm. I didn't even think twice. I knew they were coming with me. So that was a confidence. I had, um, a good following and, um, Really, I don't know how and why I wasn't scared, but I knew it would grow, grow, and yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it. That's I wasn't awesome. Worried about it. Yeah. What was the most challenging piece of of getting started? Um, other than the money of opening a business, you know, that's always the challenge. Um, I well, first of all, I didn't go to college, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't have a business background. So, I mean, I was winging it. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the biggest challenge is, is winging it, you know, hoping my intuition and, um, you know, my, my judgment would, would carry me through. Yeah. That's awesome. And then how many members do you have now? So you started with 135. Did it, did it grow? Is it, is that all you need? Is, you know, how did, no, we have over 600 members in that original location. Um, and then another 200 to 250 in the other two locations. Uh-huh. So we're well over a thousand members now. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the, what's the number of members that you need to like break even? Do you know that? Um, do you want to go individual location or overall? Because they all have their own struggles. Yeah. Right? Each so let's location, start with so. it. Let's just start with the original location. So in the original location, you started with 135, and I, I assume over time, you know, things have changed. Maybe expenses have changed, or maybe new locations. But just to get an idea, like how many people is it that you need, like to pay the bills, and how many people is it that like it's nice, and then you've got 600. Like to me, I don't even know what 600 members means, and part of it's like. And so I want to kind of give a picture of like what's happening in your business. I I know, you know, like, okay, you said locations or everybody. So can you give us like this idea of how, how many people like meet the expenses? How many people do you need to like, do you return a profit? You know, like what are Um, are the levels? There are different levels because like you said, as, as you grow, my payroll grows, you know, so we need have more people. We need more classes. We need more coaches on the floor. We need, um, Mm -hmm. and we're all coach led. So, um, I would say we were breaking even around 300 members, Mm -hmm. um, 350 members, you know, give or take expenses go up. So 300 members was breaking even, but then as we got to four expenses go up. So So you, you, you go 300 members and then you start adding 83 more and you're like, shoot, I need two more coaches and now break evens three fit, you know, goes right, up. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. And now you got 600, which is, which is awesome. So did you ever think when you started that you were going to, you know, triple your, the number of members and was that the goal? Did you know then that like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go 600 or. No, I told you I was winging it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was winging it to do what I love to do. Uh-huh. Um, there got to a point, and um, this will circle back to why I'm with Bedros, but yeah. um, I got to a point where, wow, this is really growing. It's growing organically. I wasn't doing a whole lot of marketing because I don't know marketing. I was doing the little bit that I do did know, but I thought, wow, this is turning into a real business here, and I don't, I don't know business. You know, mm-hmm. I, I better get, I better get a coach. I better learn how to run my business and how to. Um, I don't want it to catch up to me and, and 
fail. You know, yeah. I want to be able to always stay ahead of everything. So um, I had been following Bedro since 2009. I finally took that leap to go out to the fitness business summit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, this is exactly what I need. I need to learn how to market. I need to learn. I had the duty and the obligation now because I have employees to, to learn how to run my business like a business right. person. So, yeah, that's awesome. And so what, uh, was there anything else that influenced your decision to work with Bedros versus, you know, another coach or. And uh, he just spoke coaching? to me. He just yeah. spoke to me. I mean, I, like I said, I've been following since 2009. I have been using his marketing, um, email marketing and everything for a long time. Been watching all his stuff and pitches and sales pitches. And I thought I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. You know, it's like everybody has that doubt. Um, but I went to fitness business summit and it just moved me. It spoke to me. He spoke to me. Um, I think sometimes you connect with somebody he's on stage. I don't even know the man, but I connected with it. And, Mm -hmm. um, Oh, it's just been tenfold since. That's awesome. What changes have you noticed in your business and life since starting work with him? Um, basically I feel like I had the culture already there. I feel like I was good with that culture. Um, I ran the business from my head and I did it all by myself. And Mm -hmm. you know, you can't grow if you do that. You need, you need to be able to have people working under you and helping you. And you also need to hire people that are better at certain things than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know, I don't know everything. So if someone's good at something, I'm going to hire them and, and let them help me, help me do that. Um, so I think that is the biggest takeaway other than the marketing and all of that is learning how to um, build a team instead of trying to be I, 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 you know, mm-hmm. what's the secret to building a good team, even hiring like a second in command? Like how do you, know when someone's ready or capable of taking on a lot of the responsibilities that you were afraid. I'm sure you're afraid no one else can do as well as you, right? Yeah. You got to be able to keep up with me. And, and I, I am super, super lucky um, with that. I do believe um, I do have a good intuition with people. So I have a good read with people. Um, and I just feel like I kind of know, I know with inside that this is going to work. Um, I have a great staff. I don't have a big turnover. Um, most of the people that are with me that aren't newer because of acquiring businesses and opening um, have been with me four years, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and my second in command has been a member and a coaching client of mine. And um, she's just always on fire. I mean, she's always on fire and she can, she can finish my sentences. She can, she's moving faster than I'm moving, yeah. which is exactly what you need for a second in command. That's awesome. So one of the things when I've been hiring people that I've struggled with a little bit is like, I know people say, yeah, hire people that already buy into your culture. They've already been, you know, clients, customers, et cetera. Um, But I've always been afraid of what if I hire someone and they know me and then now our working relationship, it doesn't really like we don't really mesh. How do you ensure that as people come up through your business or they turn from clients to employees, like, what are, you, are, you, are there some systems you're using or ways that you're hiring people? Like, how do you keep them from becoming like, like dropping off your other relationship, which is your, your um, coach client relationship versus your boss employee relationship? How do you, how do you keep those things separate? Or have you had trouble with, you know, people coming in and they're not a good fit as an employee and now you lose them as a customer? And, and I really have not um, in seven years have had that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think our relationship just gets stronger. I think as people come up and come through that believe in our culture and are already 
you know, invested in our culture, it just gets stronger. Yeah. Get stronger as they as our working relationship grows. So, yeah. are there um, any like one or two questions you ask them where you know that oh this is going to be a good fit, or is it just like is it all like I know you could be in this job and do you want to? Yeah, work? I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty trusting, I guess, and yeah. it's been fortunate for me. You know, I really, really, really blessed that way. Yeah. Um, have you Have you read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? I have not. It's a, it's a, you know, the Nike uh, CEO, he wrote this book and okay. um, I, I picked it up in the airport um, a couple of weeks ago, actually on my way back from uh, seven figure mastermind, I was the, the internet on the, on the first flight didn't work. And I was just like, I need a book. You know, Cause I went through, I had finished my other book that I brought with me, picked it up. And one of the things he's, he's like, he's built this, I don't know, million billion dollar company. And, and when he just got started, he was like, you need to come work for me. Do you want a job? you know, like the whole Nike swoosh uh, logo was just an art student that was in a class. And he was like, you look great stuff. Can you draw us this thing? And he paid her $35 for it. And it's just, <laughs> he built this whole company on his intuition and he had one yeah. guy defect to the other side. Um, and it was just like, it was incredible. I was like, holy cow, you know? So, um, I, I mean, people come and go, I've had employees leave for other yeah. opportunities, not even in the fitness industry, but because they move or, um, I haven't lost too many, too many employees mm -hmm. actually, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty much intuition. I have to say, yeah. um, you know, as you grow, that's going to change. Obviously you need to fill positions a little more instead of just mm -hmm. bringing people up. But, um, if I can just immerse people in our culture and they're already involved and they're already, um, totally bought in. I think it's easy from there. Awesome. Is there anything that you do specifically with your employees to help develop them into you know, better employees, leaders, et cetera? We have team meetings. Um, we have team workouts, team get togethers outside of the gym, even, mm -hmm. um, to be honest with you, I'd like to do it a lot more. I think, um, now with three locations, everyone's kind of in their own spot. So I'd like to combine them more. So that's, that's right. definitely on my agenda and the mission of mine is to immerse them more. Um, but we talk about books. We have an open book, um, little library in the gym. So people can mm -hmm. grab and take as they want books that I've read or books that they have read that we think are important. So always looking for self growth, um, helping pay for certifications and helping them move forward in their business so they can grow because, you know, if we're not growing, we're dying. Right. So right. I want everyone to grow and everyone to pick up their game. So, mm -hmm. um, just trying to be a strong leader, trying to be uh, a strong leader, show by example, walk the walk, talk the talk. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you still coaching classes or, or doing training or are you out of that game? Now? I am. I should not be. <laughs> That's probably my hardest thing to give up. I, mm -hmm. you know, my passion was teaching classes, my passion and group fitness. So I still teach oh, like 10 classes a week. It's my workout. It's my thing. Right. Um, but I am realizing now, like it's taking me away um, from time that I need to spend building the business. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's I get it. <laughs> yeah. What um why do you want to build your business? Like why is that important to you to build it versus just keep what you got and so you can teach your 10 classes a week, you get your workout in and you know, like you help some people. Like why is it important think, to do more? I think there's an inner desire that I can't really explain. It's kind of just who I am. But on top of that, like we're changing lives and we're helping people and 
um, the more people I can help, I feel like it's my mission now. It, it is mm-hmm. my mission and it's my obligation to help as many people live a healthier lifestyle. Um, you know, we can go on a whole nother subject of how unhealthy yeah. and obesity and this and that and how bad food and all that. But, um, you know, we're making those positive changes in people and there's nothing better than that. There's, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, and I'm sure you, you feel this too. Like there's doctors doing surgery and there's medications and all that to try to make people feel better. I feel like we're actually really making people well, you know, yeah. we're, we're helping, helping that way. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, one of the reasons I went from massage therapy to PT, I was like, well, as a physical therapist, I'll be, you know, people will see me and know, Oh, I need to go see Aaron because I hurt. And really what's happening is they don't know that they're still going to see the physician orthopedic surgeon who doesn't know what I do. Um, and I feel like as in fitness, I feel like fitness right now is, you know, there's a lot of times where um, people are, I think fitness is closer to the front end of the game where we can prevent injury, where we can catch people right when they get injured, where we can, you know, like, like, I mean, I've seen someone break their toe in a yoga class and I've seen people get injured because they don't move poorly and they're not listening to themselves. And it's, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's the fitness industry problem, but it's like, that's where this is happening is in sports and in, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it doesn't happen. You don't get injured sitting on the couch. Things might start hurting because you sat at your desk all day long, but it's, it's the movement or lack of movement that's causing some of the problems. But I feel like fitness industry is right there where it's like, almost like that's where I feel like, like the big opportunity is to help influence health and wellness. Um, and so that's one of the things I think is, is so amazing. Um, and so on that end, I, we discussed before we started recording about how, you know, like, uh, like I hear people say, well, I, you know, went to PT and they just want me to ride a bike or I could do those exercises. I, I mean, you guys hear some of that stuff where it's like people come to see you versus like they were just going to show me exercises I already know how to do is, are you guys hearing that? And You know, Aaron, we do hear a little bit, but there's definitely um, a bigger portion of people that are are getting a lot of help from physical therapy that mm-hmm. they're able to come back to us and work yeah. out again. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we do, we spoke as we spoke before this, we have doctors telling people like, don't ever do that again. You're not allowed right. to squat. You're not allowed to lunge. You're not allowed to do this. And my feeling is like, yes, you are allowed to do that. You just need, you need help functionally right. to be able to do that properly. So you're not always in pain. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, I'm, I'm talking to you. I have a, um, a chiropractor sports doctor in one of my facilities. And I mean, as soon as someone gets injured, that's the first place we're like, no, don't go to the medical doctor, go to him, like let him work on you, let him fix you, you know? So, um, and then he, he also, you know, will tell someone we have PTs that we send to people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's always our first avenue where we try to go before we go see the, the, um, other doctor. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> you now the and, doctor that wants to do surgery or wants to tell right. you not to do or you're not allowed. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that uh we know like like even like physical therapy research shows that when people for back pain they go to get a MRI first, they end up spending like three to four thousand dollars more for the same result as if they came to see like a PT first. And it's like and and I go, okay, and I've talked to like a guy on the board at the hospital and they're like, Yeah, we know that, but there's so many things like like that stuff doesn't change and i think i feel like when you guys have a chiropractor in your facility like that's a great avenue to keep people healthy and keep them in your facility is that is that how it benefits you guys like 
like it keeps people working out for with you guys rather than quitting and being told never to squat and work out again. I would always prefer and always recommend that somebody see either a physical therapist or a sports doctor before um, looking at any kind of surgery. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We want to keep people healthy and you know, we, we do the best we can, but we certainly don't have your expertise. So there's, mm-hmm. there's things that we would never even tackle. We're like, please go see a PT and please get help with this because you know, we, we don't have that same education. Mm-hmm. Obviously you guys are, you know, have a, we have a certification, you have an education. It's just a little different, right? right different right. that way. Yeah. And you know, and, and I'm saying this and I feel like, Oh, people might say, Oh, well, Aaron's all down on physicians. Well, it's like in my 20 year career, like I've helped so many people who said, well, no one's ever touched me there. That's exactly where I hurt. You know, I've been to see PTs, chiropractors, massage, injections, medications, and, and no one's touched me there. And now I feel so much better since you've listened to me and, and touched me, actually touched me where I hurt. And, um, and then that's the thing that gets frustrating for me. And it's like why I want to help educate people on other options, but also find out like for me, it was like, you know, like I can go ask someone here in Greensboro who owns a gym and they might see my, what's my motivation? Is it to get patients out of them? But really it's like, if I can ask you, it's like, is this something that, yeah. Is this something that really benefits? Like, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's great. Like, that's the thing. It's like, we need to share people with that. There's this path. It's, there's a path that they can follow to figure out what's the most conservative thing that they can do to keep them doing what they want, which is working out so they can, hang out with their family and feel like they got their steam blown off, you know, for the day probably. Right. 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 And make no doubt about it. I'm not against doctors either. Um, I think there's a time and a place for everything and there's, you know, issues. I I had knee surgery because I need my meniscus was torn and I Mm -hmm. needed it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but that's not always the case. There's cases where you can rehab stuff like that. So um, yeah, time and place for everything in every profession, I believe. That's awesome. So do you feel like, um, well, let me go back and ask, like, so you've got two other locations. So is the, is the sports uh, chiropractor, is he in like the bigger location or is it just like a, con, you know, convenience yeah. and okay. Did he He's in the bigger location? Um, he did. It's an, it's an interesting, um, an interesting thing. He was in a different location, actually closer to my second location. Um, but he came down with stage four, uh, lymphoma. Oh, wow. So he was diagnosed and it was a very fast growing and I feel bad that I can't remember the exact name of it right now, but very fast growing, multiplied um, by the hour kind of um, caught it, caught it like just in time, actually. Um, So he was out of work for a long time. And then when he decided to come back to work and we had a big fundraiser and everything for him because he was a friend of mine on top Mm -hmm. of being um, my chiropractor. So um, we had a big fundraiser for him, tried to raise money because obviously he's a chiropractor in his own business and, you know, there is no, there's no, no one paying him or he doesn't have unemployment or doesn't have all that. Right. So um, we did whatever we can to help. And then when he was ready to get back into business, he didn't want to go back where he had left. Um, He was ready to kind of do his own thing, but he wasn't quite ready to start and just hesitant. You know, he was Mm -hmm. just coming out of a, a bad illness, still not sure of his his life coming forward, you know? So, um, I had, I had space. I offered him the space. He took it and, um, he's been with us since and he's, he's healthy now. He's, he's a year and a half. I think it might even be two years now. Yeah. Um, cured. So that's awesome. Have uh, you noticed working out? Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed a trend? Like, are you guys actually like retaining more members now that he's in the location versus like, 
I don't know. Did you ever have a problem with people dropping their memberships because of injuries? And then I guess my second question was, if you added him, did that change those kinds of things? I'd say it's a nice convenience. It really hasn't, I haven't seen a change in that. Um, I do think we're, we attract people that are like ourselves, correct? Mm -hmm. I mean, my business attracts people like me. So my community is, is so strong and so familiar and so family like around me. Um, that people, people will listen to you. So instead of dropping membership, we can say like, have you tried this? Have you done that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that makes a huge difference in people um, not dropping their membership, yeah. kind of trusting in us because we are a big family. We're a close like community. But again, I think you attract people right. like yourself, you know? Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about opening up your second location. Like how'd you decide to do that? Did you do it right the first time, you know, or did and it go as smoothly as opening the original one? Was there something different about that? You know, um, I did open a smaller location. My first one's much too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a lot of square footage that I don't need. Um, and it's funny because we'll have classes and people are like, this place is packed, but we still have a lot of like, you know, you're looking at your bottom dollar, you know, my rent is higher than I want it to be to make the money I want to make, you know, so I did open a smaller location. Um, As far as fitting it out and getting everything up and running, it was pretty easy after the first location, we know exactly what we needed. Um, It ran pretty smooth, I would say that it didn't take off as fast as I wanted, because obviously nothing's fast enough for me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it took, you know, a good six to eight months to get up and moving and breaking even. I was expecting that in the first, you know, six to eight weeks, yeah. which is a little unreasonable, but not in my head. I want, I want that. So um, was there something that you would go back and was there something you'd go back and change? Like if you did it again no. today? No, I just think, um, well, yes, I think I would have marketed the area a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot more um, competition right around there. There's businesses that have been there and established. So we're kind of the new guy coming in town and people want to test us out and see how other people like it first. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. But it, it's picking up now and our, our, our name is spreading and people know who we are. So, yeah. Um, how long have you had the second location? November was a year. So okay. what are we, 15 months now? And you bought the, and you bought the cycling studio about a year ago too. Was that right? Yeah. I bought that three months after oh. I opened my second location. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What's, yeah, what's for that? Was that like a deal that was too good to be true or were you like, I'm just going to expand this thing and. No, it was someone that was looking to get out. So it was kind of the situation she was either going to close or look for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, with a lot of talking and probably two months of back and forth, I decided it was, I thought it was going to be worth it. And it had its rough road, you know, buying a business coming in the new guys, not the easiest thing in the yeah. world. Um, doing things different than the previous owners, not always the goes as smoothly as you want it to go. So it had its challenges, but well, I'm a year in now and I don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That must've been difficult though. You got a new location and you're buying another location kind of right on top of each other. Like how'd you manage all that? And that's having a strong team, yeah. having a strong team. I mean, it's not just me, you know, it's a, it's a strong team that makes it all work. Yeah. So. Were you like picking and choosing people like you're going to go open this, you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I need you here for a little bit or 
yeah. And it's still, you know, we still are, are changing people around and moving people as we grow because we realize that this location needs a little more of this. This one's good in that area. So, um, but we make it work. We make mm-hmm. it work. It's a juggle sometimes, but it runs smooth. It's a smooth juggle. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. How do you like, how do you make it smooth? Like, is it just having the right employees or their systems processes that you've put in place that people know what to expect? And know both. What to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, both. Absolutely both. Yeah. And what's the, what's yeah. an example um, of the, of the thing that you, of the one system or process that you couldn't do this without? That I couldn't do what? Yeah. You couldn't like, like what's the one thing that's okay. What's the one thing that you couldn't do this without? Like you couldn't, you couldn't have opened a second location or bought another one if you didn't have, you know, blank extra instructions or system on doing. So we have, um, we have our next level standards and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, employee handbook who doesn't have that, but we have our standards and you have to be at our standards to be able to work for us. So uh-huh. we have a little bit of a training process. Um, we don't just hire and you jump on the floor. You're going to shadow and you're going to move up to our next level, basically our next level certification. Um, so once we have um, consistency through everybody and all our classes and everybody's doing everything the same way with our training. It's easy to know that, okay, I'm not there, but I know they're doing what next level mm-hmm. expects them to do, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's basically an expectation. Everyone's got to meet those expectations. And I know that that's what's happening even though I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Awesome. So it's, it's having the expectation, having it written down and people getting trained to know what to do. Training process. Yeah. yeah. And the training process. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So I'm going to go back to why, like, why is this so important to work? Why is it so important to work this hard to fly back up to California again this week and work with Pedros and, and really grow? Like why, what is this? Um, like, why is this so important for you? Like, what keeps you up at night? Like, you know, <laughs> um, I sleep very good at night, so nothing keeps me up at night, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm lucky that way. You, you know, like, um, what's the thing that like, you're like, oh, like you're so relentless you know, we're, at making we're, this work. Like, why is it, what, what is it? Because I have an inner drive to succeed. It's just, it's kind of like that type A personality mm-hmm. OCD that I have. And I think most business owners probably have that. Right. Um, but we're helping people and not only are we helping people change their lives and helping people be healthy. I now have an obligation to every single person that works for me and my family to continue to grow and be successful because you know, their, their, their life depends on it. Their livelihood depends on it now. So, um, that's an obligation I have that I will never fail anybody on I I mean, I will work my hardest to not fail for anybody else. Yeah. Why do you feel like it's your obligation to help people be healthy? Uh, because it's comes through on a daily basis via email, via text, the thank, the thankfulness, then people just constantly, um, feeling empowered by what we, what we do for them, um, getting them off medication, um, just thanking them for being happy, being healthy, mm-hmm. being happy, being alive, you know, so yeah. making people stronger from the inside out. And I think that's a really cool part. Mm-hmm. Why is we don't being, just work on the body. Right, right. Why is being stronger from the inside out important? Because um, if your head's not right and then your body's not right, nothing else is going to be right. Yeah, yeah. I that's truly awesome. believe that. Yeah, yeah that's great. Because, I mean, you could easily just go get a job somewhere <laughs> or not. I mean, <laughs> I could. <laughs> you know, or do something different. Like, you know, 
Um, you know, but the thing, like for me, it's, it's feeling like, okay, if I'm not there speaking up for people, you know, they're not going to know what their other options are, you know? And it's like, you know, like I can see it, like, and I've had problems, not problems, uh, times in my life where only one option was presented to me and I chose it and it wasn't the best option. And later on I learned, Hey, there was four other things I could have done. You know, like hindsight's 2020. Right. You know, I mean, is, is, um, and so is there, have you had an experience in your life where like you weren't healthy or you weren't strong and you feel like, okay, now I, now that I figured that out, that's what I have to share with people. As far as physically, no, I've always been healthy and strong physically. I would say the mental part was where I was slower to catch up. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very insecure, a little more of an introvert growing up. Um, I have a physical scar that slowed me down and held me back. Um, and I think on top of, so people think type A personality, OCD is always go, 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 go. I think it actually crippled me a little more on the other side. So it made my, my shyness worse. It made my insecurity worse because I obsessed over, Mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't, I wasn't like everybody else or, um, I wasn't able to do it because I wasn't good enough, you know? So I had a lot of limiting beliefs in my head and listen, we're all brought up, you know, with limiting beliefs. Isn't that the way it's not our parents fault. I was brought up. My parents are amazing. I was brought up in a great family of five. Mm -hmm. Um, but my personality had me afraid to do things. I was afraid to never be good enough. I was afraid to disappoint. Um, I was afraid to put myself out there because I was, um, worried about rejection. I was worried about judgment. Um, and I think when I finally overcame that, that's where the strength came. So the mm-hmm. physical and the the body was always there. The health was always there. I've always been healthy. I wasn't an overweight child. I wasn't over, you know, I didn't have to use fitness to get myself into physical shape, but it definitely, um, made me realize that the outside isn't who you are, Right. you know, right. and to being judged from the outside, like the inside is is what needed a whole lot of work. And as soon as I be overcame a lot of those obstacles and believe me, I'm still growing and I'm still, mm-hmm. I still have a coach and I still read and I'm still trying to self growth all the time. Um, but that's where the biggest jump in my business. Yeah. I mean, we've been growing like crazy since I overcame a lot of that. Yeah. How'd you overcome that? Was there a pivotal moment or like an experience you had or a thought you was like, Oh, now I've got some clarity on this. Um, I think life experience is just, I mean, I'm, I'm slow to the game. I think I'm 51 years old to, to, to finally get to this point. You know, some, some people are there when they're 20, you know, right. so I'm a little slow at that. Um, but I think I always had, you know, I defined myself all the time. So I was a mother of four. So when I was a mom for those and staying at home with my kids and jobs and teaching here and there, uh, what def- so I got are good. My kids are in school. Like who am I now? And I think a lot of women go through that in their forties and, you know, going into their fifties. It's like, all right, now what do I do? You know, because being a mom defined me, I was a mom, 150%. I wanted to be the best mom possible. And I took it on as a job. Like that was my job, you know? And it's like, okay, well, you don't ever retire, but I feel like I was retired. Like, what do I do with myself now? You know? Mm -hmm. So then it's like kind of digging deep of like, who am I? What am I here for? Um, what is my passion? What do I even want to do with myself kind of a thing? Um, so I basically followed my fitness passion because I was good at that. 
Um, but it took a while for my head to catch up mm-hmm. and it took a while for me to, to undo all those layers. I mean, we're all like an onion, right? So I was yeah. undoing the layers of like, what is holding me back? What am I afraid of? Why am I afraid to put myself out there? Um, and a lot of that had to do with my coaching with Bedros yeah. because, you know, he, he's, he's make no doubt about it. He has no problem saying like, I all roped you in thinking you're going to get all the good fitness stuff. I'm really getting in your head, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, it's been huge. It's been That's huge. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what are you doing now to help share that and share your experience, your growth and knowledge on, you know, with other people? Like I know that like you mentioned a little bit in the coaching session that we all did together. We helping other women, like, what are you doing right now? What's your goal? How are you going to like help other people with this stuff? Not just the fitness piece. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I was at that crossroad, like fitness is going great, but that's not really what it's all about. And Mm -hmm. believe me, I'll never, my gyms are who I am and what I like to do, but I want to help women realize that it doesn't matter how old you are. And it doesn't matter what your past has that today's a new day and you rewrite your future starting today. So you have the opportunity that anyone else has, no matter what has happened in your past to write tomorrow and to write your future. So, um, it's never too late. It's never too late. I'm, I'm a mother of four. I have a grandbaby now. I'm a grandmother. Um, and I'll, I'm going for it. I'm still going. I'm going to, I'm going to keep reaching and age is not going to stop me and it's not going to define me. So I want other women to believe in themselves that way. That's so, so if awesome. I can help. Yeah. If I can help women come out of their, um, maybe just come out of their own heads a little bit and realize that the world's open for us to do whatever we want to do. Um, so I, I plan on running some retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to say I'm starting a coaching program, I'm not sure about that yet because I think that word is used very loosely. But if I can do something to um, empower women other than just fitness, yeah. um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going for it. That's awesome. So, that's so Again, great. I feel like now that's my, a new obligation that I have to, mm-hmm. to women, right? Yeah, that's big. That's, that's a, that's big time. So that's, that's really awesome. Is there anything particular you have planned or is this just in the works right now or? It's in the works. Um, I will definitely have a workshop. I don't have a date set for it and it'll be local. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start local. I will go big with it though. I will go big with it. That's awesome. Are you the kind of person that once you make a decision to do something, you go all in? I go 150%. Yeah. <laughs> My I, husband's always trying to slow me down a little bit and pull me back, but yeah. 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 I think that's why we uh, sometimes, along, you know, it, it's always like that, you know, uh, we grew up like dreams are too big. Like, what are you crazy? But no, dreams aren't too big, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no, there's nothing to stop you except your own head. That's it. That's yeah. it. You set your own ceiling. So. That's right. You got it. Yeah. That's been the toughest thing is, setting your own ceiling or for me even thinking that like there was something beyond the ceiling. Like I couldn't right. see through the ceiling at one point and that's what coaches have helped me do. And it's like, Oh, I can see through the, they just open the little window sometimes. And it's like, sure. Oh, there it is. Sure. And, and do I have a master plan for 10 years from now? No, I'm going to see where this takes me and I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep pushing through the whole time. So, you know, everyone says you need a plan and you need to take it off. Um, my plan is to go as big with it as I can. That's really yeah, awesome. In the, in the meantime, enjoy my family. I mean, my family is my life. That's the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the flexibility and the freedom now to be able to babysit my grandchild two days a week and spend time with him and be there for my kids if they need me, when they need me and spend time with them. So, yeah. um, 
That's awesome. Yeah. Is there something in particular that you would like recommend to someone else who wants to, to grow a business, specifically women and moms who already had kids, you know, it's like, how, like what would be your number one recommendation for someone else? Like who's trying to get into business or just even take their business and grow it to the next level. I would say next level. I like that, Aaron. Yeah, you're <laughs> Next level. <laughs> um, I would say believe in yourself. I think that is the number one starting point is believe in yourself. So if you have a mission or you have a dream or you feel drawn to something, um, believe in yourself and go for it 150%. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of work. You got to put the work in. There's, there's years where I put 70, 80 hours of work in. Um, but because I love what I was doing and I believed in what I did, it didn't bother me a bit and it didn't stress me out and I didn't worry about it. So you got to put the work in. Nothing's easy. Um, but just believe in, in yourself and believe in you can do it. That's awesome. That's really amazing. Thank yeah. you. Um, so Michelle, if someone wants to find you online, um, check out your businesses, et cetera, find you on Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. Is there anywhere, like, where should they go? Is it, you have a website or point us somewhere? Yeah. Michelle Bauer on Facebook, Michelle Bauer. I have a, a business page on there. Um, next level fitness also has a business page, um, Instagram, Michelle Bauer six on Instagram. So, um, LinkedIn, you know, the, the normal avenues all, all under my name, all under my name. So, okay. Awesome. And we'll, yeah. we'll put some links in the show notes there as well. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and experiences and expertise on business with us. Um, you know, I'm just hopefully, you know, I look forward to meeting you again, seeing you again in yeah. person someday and yeah, uh, continue this conversation with you. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me and uh, best of luck for you on your mission, your coaching program and making a difference in your world. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. And for the, uh, for the cash PT lunch hour, this is Aaron LeBauer and Michelle Bauer, and we will see, or I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks again for spending your time with us today. If you're a new listener, then thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources and links mentioned as well as show notes over at AaronLeBauer.com. If you found this podcast and information valuable to you, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes and a shout out on social media wherever you hang out. 